Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Iron Dread Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris Whitaker. Uh, we're here. It is Wednesday yet again. Your favorite, your favorite time of the week. This week, we have episode 31 with Double D Duke, Frank Alexander. Uh, Frank is a DJ and line dance instructor. Uh, he is the owner and the lead DJ, if you will, of Double D Productions, Double D DJ Service, based out of the Hudson Valley area in New York. Uh, Frank has done a ton of stuff all around the country and into some other countries uh, with DJing and line dancing. Uh, in this episode, we talk a little bit with Frank about line dancing and how it works, uh, how he became a DJ and line dance instructor and a choreographer and some of those different things. Um, and at the end of the show, we even have a challenge for you uh, in learning one of Frank's Double D original dances. So one of the original dances that our guest, Frank Alexander, has choreographed. We have a challenge for you coming up at the end of the show after our interview segment. So uh, we had a little bit of a technical issue early on uh, with Frank's connection. Um, we got that fixed. So early on, uh, there's a little bit of disruption in the sound, uh, but we got that cleared up. That does go away uh, after um, there's just there's a couple parts there early on in the show that you'll hear a little bit of distortion. But other than that, things are going well here. This one is a fun one. Frank is a great guy. Loved having him on. Hope to uh, hope to get to see him again and talk with him again soon. I don't have much else in this week's open. We're not going to talk about this pandemic going on. We're almost there. We're almost on the other side. So, without any further ado, I give you episode 31. Double D Duke, Frank Alexander. Hit the intro music. Here we are, Iron Dread Podcast, episode number 31, sitting here chatting with a good friend of mine from back in New York, Mr. Frank Double D Duke Alexander. Frank, thanks for being on. All right, thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's really fun to talk to Frank. Um, many, many, many good times around the line dance halls of New York and even, we can even go into Connecticut, right? We've, we've been there a few times. Yeah. Connecticut, Jersey, everywhere. The North Country in New York. Yep, we've been all over. Uh, Frank, you know, if without without Frank, there would be no crank it up DJ service and line dance instruction. Um, way back in the day, Frank uh, broke me into the game as a DJ and line dance instructor. And uh, was it for was it for him? There wouldn't uh, there wouldn't be any of that stuff. So, uh, Frank, uh, first thing I'd like to ask you is just kind of give our listeners, uh, those that don't know you, a little, little brief story about your life. Where, where did you grow up? Um, and then kind of just little key things to get you to where you're at right now. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's see. I grew up in Staten Island, New York, and uh, I spent most of all my days there. Uh, then I went to tech school in uh, Jersey. I was uh, recruited by IBM Corporation, and I ended up working in Kingston, New York, at their IBM factory up there. I spent uh, 40 years working for IBM, daughters and four kids, and uh, now I'm actually retired, living the dream as a they say, and uh, time as a line dance instructor and DJ. Cool. And traveling around as much as I can. <laughs> Getting to go all over. Um, I just had um, a, a guy that you know, I was another IBM employee, uh, Mr. Jay Spellman on last week. 
Uh, oh, he, how about he, that? Okay. He, he worked for IBM, IBM for a little while as well. So, you know, Frank, you've, you've been uh, you started in Staten Island, made your way up there to Kingston, and and that's where I wound up meeting you in the in the line dance halls of uh, of New Paltz, New York, and doing all that. Um, how did you uh, get started doing the DJ and line dancing thing? Well, I'll tell you what, it really, it's uh, interesting. I started line dancing because there was one month of partner dances. And she said, I'm tired of dancing with women. I need you to come out. So I went the one time anything that I thought of. and uh, as a result I ended up consistently going for dance classes so after a while instructors were retired and they moved to South Carolina as a result I ended up stepping in and being a, taking their place as a line dance instructor so that became a new path for me in that vein and then doing the instruction there was people that were uh, interested in having parties and weddings, and they said, do you ever do any DJ work? And I hadn't really thought about it, to be quite honest, but it seemed like it was just another opportunity, another uh, path to follow. So I did uh, get some DJ equipment, and I started doing parties and weddings and playing in clubs, and it was quite the interest. It was quite interesting. And as a result of that, I, I've traveled. and taught, I've taught in Florida. I've taught in... Uh, North Carolina, I've taught in uh, upstate New York in the North Country, in Connecticut, Cadillac Ranch. Uh, as far as DJing, I actually I went to a, a place called Plantation Wedding Venue in Tennessee around Pigeon Forge, and I DJed a wedding down there, and that was a result of my DJ work in New York. The couple when I was a DJ in a club called Joe's Work, and they said, oh, you got to be our wedding DJ. So they paid for me to go down, my wife and I to go down there, and uh, we did the wedding there. It was very interesting, to say the least. And uh, talking about this uh, interview stuff, earlier this year, I was in Mexico and got interviewed for my, about line dancing and what my tra where my travels bring me. So it's been an interesting uh, period in my life, for sure. Yeah, you've been you've been all over. So yeah, you've been all over the place DJing and, and line dancing. Um, and you know, one thing, uh, you know, you're down in Mexico. Sp uh, uh, Spanish is a fluent language you speak, correct? Yes, I do. I learned that as a child going to uh, visit my grandmother in Puerto Rico. So Frank Frank is uh, bilingual, uh, speaks Spanish and English, and every time he goes on vacation, he is the official translator for his entire group when they go to a Spanish-speaking country. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having they, it's like having a personal guide. They feel better. Yeah, they could get you uh, get you all over the place. So you've been all over the country. You said it. You've been uh, to Florida. You've been to North Carolina teaching. You've been to Tennessee DJing, um, upstate New York, all over Cadillac Ranch uh, in Connecticut. Um, I know you know as as not only a line dance teacher but as a teacher in general, a coach. Uh, I've I've had those times when I've just you know. I thought something was going to be a great idea. I put it out there and <clears throat> fail, <laughs> epic fail. Um, and we can, you know, you can always laugh, laugh after the fact. But what do you think was your like biggest like failure or or, or flop that you uh, encountered as a DJ and line dance instructor? And you know, kind of what did you learn from it, and how did you move past it? Uh, let's see. My biggest DJ failure was probably. I was at a place called uh, Weed Winery in Marlboro, New York. I was all set up, and bam, my equipment failed. I, it was working, and then it just shut down. And as a result, I didn't really have a backup system, but fortunately, somebody that DJs and does line dancing 
had their equipment in the car and they was and they saved the night for me actually. So so I always have a backup with me now for just in case as far as the amp heads. Yeah. Just always have a have a, a different route to go. I mean there's there's times when you set it up and you're like, oh man, you know, what happens if it's gonna go wrong? And uh well, we had some fun down there at that weed that weed orchards place oh, there yeah, in Marlboro, sure New York. Did. Yeah, did we that, did. That was... Did that get bought out by um, uh, the what's the hard cider company? Um, Angry oh, Orchard. Angry Orchard. I I'm not sure if they did. I'm not sure if that was the case or not for those guys. Because that's it, a... the venue is still there, but I'm not sure who owns it. Okay. So sometimes, you know, we, we hit that, we hit those roadblocks and, you know, got to figure out a different plan and, you know, find a way to scramble or uh, the old, you know, you forget your, your hard drive with your music on it. That happens from time to time. I've done that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't have a long enough extension cord. <laughs> uh, no, I wonder why they yeah, pay so much for DJs, right? Yeah, it's they don't realize the setup time, the travel time, the setup time, the time you interface with your customers, right? And to make sure that they're gonna get the event that they want. It's it's not just a matter of showing up and start playing music. Yeah. There's a lot of planning and things that go into it beforehand. Yeah. No doubt about that. And you think like, you know, people people that's what people think it is, right? Oh, you you're just spinning music. But think about uh, about this. Any good stories of those people that don't quite understand how DJing works and they come up and ask you for a song and then they get mad at you when you don't play it like immediately. Oh yeah. The world, the world revol revolves around those people. It's so funny. Or, or they'll come up and they'll say, play something good. I said, well, and you say, well, what, what is it that you want to hear? And they couldn't give you one song, something good, but I can't tell you what a good song is. Okay. Thank you very much for that help. Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting. The, the worst ones are the worst ones for that are kids, right? When a little kid comes up and wants you to play something for them. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and as long as there's Wi-Fi in the building, a lot of times you can accommodate. Yeah, you can find it. Those songs, right? You can yeah, you can download something. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, it's it's it comes with the preparation. Is if you prepare in advance with your customer and. So, you're really working for them, right? So yeah. you like to help out people with requests, but you really want to make your customer happy. You know, the, the people that are that are paying you, making sure that they have the best time out of uh, out of everyone. So, Frank, uh, what what inspires you uh, in, in life, and or as a, a DJ or dance instructor? What what inspires you to keep doing this? You know, you said you're retired from IBM, and what inspires you to keep going and keep doing line dancing and stuff like that? Well, one of the things is, I love it. It's something that I found out that I enjoy. Like I said, I got there in a roundabout way. But when I arrived, it was like, hey, this is pretty great. But the, what I really appreciate is the fact that how, how you change people's lives. There's people that come and have no knowledge of what it is or no knowledge of what dancing is. And you, and you give them an outlet. They start learning. They start enjoying it. <clears throat> and... Uh, they, and they appreciate you for helping them out, helping them. And you, all you're doing is helping them have a good time. So that's a, that's one of the things that I really appreciate. That is just uh, helping people learn and do better. I get I get uh, an accomplishment out of their accomplishment. For sure. I mean, you see the you see the smile on their face when they get the move right, or when they when they learn it, and all of a sudden that uh, light bulb goes off. Like, oh man, I can do this. Yeah, they'll say, "Oh, I, I love this one." They they know it, and they go run out and do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All my beginners, I always tell them, it's like Novocaine. It doesn't work right away, but eventually it does start working. Mm -hmm. Right as soon as they give you that shot, you still feel something, but after a while, you don't feel it anymore. You just do it. Yeah, you just start flowing. You just start floating across the floor. And and any any listeners in you know the Kingston New York area, uh, once this I'm sure once this uh, coronavirus thing gets lifted, Frank is are you still doing the weekly classes at the VFW Hall in Kingston? Yes, on East Chester Street I do that, and uh, on Friday nights I'm at Joe's East West down in New Paltz. 
Many, many good nights of us cutting it up at Joe's East West. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So any any local uh, listeners to the New York area, if anybody that travels through New York, once this whole uh, COVID-19 thing gets lifted, you know, stop in and uh, see Frank and tell him you heard him uh, on the Iron Drip podcast. So uh, what's uh, one thing that you wish you knew when you started DJing and teaching line dancing that you know now? That I know now. I wish I knew how to get music. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, because those scenarios when I started – uh, it wasn't a whole lot of Wi-Fi. I started, and I used to come around with cases and cases of CDs and play with CDs. And just getting that, getting all the music, whatever, like it made getting those requests a little bit tougher. So I was kind of a, a, a music band at any place that I could get music from. And usually it was for free. I tried to get it for free. I did, so... I would have, I probably would have started with a better collection going into it. Yeah, got, got to build that library, get that get that one terabyte hard drive that you can fill up with you know, thousands and thousands of MP3s. Yeah, I have a couple of those now. They travel <laughs> with me all over the place. So. I know I know when I when I started, one of the first things I did was copy your music library onto my hard drive. All right, there you go. I, I just recently did that with somebody that I was working with the Joe's, one of the DJs. They, they had, they were doing some other Latin nights and whatever. And I said, well, Hey, I, I never know. So I said, and so they lent me their hard drive and I got all their Latin music, mm-hmm. you know, the bachata and the salsa and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. always expanding, always thinking about what you can get next, do next. Oh, yeah. Gotta, gotta always, always be ready. Always be ready. Um, what is the most interesting thing you've done as a DJ and, and line dance instructor? What would you say is the most interesting thing? Like, you know, venue, a certain venue or anything like that? I'll tell you what. The most interesting thing, I was in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. And uh, they always played the same music <laughs> around the pool area. So I, I actually got them to let me DJ. <laughs> so it was good for them. They, they were getting paid, and I was doing the work. So I, t- <laughs> I took my wife's phone and the music we had on there, and I was playing all kinds of stuff. And they actually, because it, even though we were in Mexico, the pool area was co- commonly fixed with uh, American tourists, so they were actually happy to hear some of the stuff that they used to hear from back home. So that was <laughs> that was probably the biggest one right there. A takeover of the pool area sound system. <laughs> I think we find ourselves doing that a lot as DJs, right? You go to a gathering and somebody's playing music, right? Oh, hey, let me play some songs, or yeah, you know, or at least or, some suggestions, right? Yeah, or people will look at you or to to say, hey, will you play the music? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I've had that one a lot for sure. Yeah. Just like at um, Mike Cafaldo's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mike, of- Mike Cafaldo. Uh, Andrew Cafaldo was just on episode 29 uh, not too long ago. Mike Cafaldo. Shout out to, to Uncle Mike, the chief. <laughs> That's right. So, his, how- his, his wife was taking online dance lessons with me, and then that's how I ended up DJing down at their parties, right? Yep. I, almost every time, right? line dancing in their driveway. Yep, that's for sure. A lot of a lot of fun times of line dancing on blacktop. <laughs> we didn't care. That's it. Most line dancers don't care where they dance as long as they do. No, even on the on the on the sloped deck at, on the riverfront there in Newburgh or Billy Joe's. Oh yeah, doing that. <clears throat> On uh, all the way out there to to Cadillac Ranch. So you brought up Cadillac Ranch. We can we talk about Cadillac Ranch a little bit because you know when I talk about line dancing to people, I say, yeah, we had we had a ton of fun at Joe's East West and New Paltz, but the Cadillac Ranch was you know going up a level as far as people dancing. Can you kind of for our listeners just kind of explain um, the idea of Cadillac Ranch and kind of how the you know the big dance floor and how they work um, and how the dances work and stuff like that? 
Yeah, sure. So uh, <clears throat> just on the dance floor specifically, they had a ring around the dance floor. So the outer ring is for couples to dance dances. The inner ring is for line dancers specifically. Uh, the DJ will also announce the dances and say what dance is going to be and play the songs accordingly. And, fortunately, and they had a nice setup where you could tell what was coming up next. They had a, a big screen in the hall. And you can see what was coming up next, so you can be prepared. So, because sometimes people hear the music and they go running back to the floor because they, oh, I love that. But sometimes if you see what's coming up next, if it's not your cup of tea, you can go do whatever, get your drink, yep. music facilities, whatever you want to do. So, go and take a break. And, and so, this- yeah, so that's that is more designed to the traditional line dancing. And also, here, another thing to keep the floor pristine. They don't allow any beverages on the floor. So there's no drinks or anything on the floor. They want to keep that wood floor for dancing only and keep it good for everybody. Not all the bars do that. Some don't care about that, but that particular place is a dance hall. Yeah, it's that they got their rules. And if you step outside of that line and you're line dancing, somebody's calling you out. You know, the DJ's calling you out, telling you to get inside that line, or somebody steps out there with a with a beverage. They're they're being shut down. But but that's what makes it fun as a dancer because you you have the best environment you could have to be out there and be dancing. Right, that's that's true, and that's what they try to create there. And there's a lot of different instructors. You've taught dances there. At, yeah. at Cadillac Ranch, but then we've also made a lot of friends throughout uh, throughout our time there. Uh, you know, one one of our favorite guys, the Pirate. That's right, Christopher Petrie. He's a he's an exciting time, bright in itself. <laughs> For sure, that's why we got to talk about it. We got we got to we got to throw some love out there to the Pirate Mutiny on the Dance Right, I think that's, yeah, that's his, his website. Uh, I, and, and it's funny you bring him up. He's when I was first starting as an instructor, he's the one that got me teaching in the workshops and whatever. He was doing a workshop and got me invited to a couple, and that he was an enabler for me, right? He saw me and said, "Yeah, hey, let me get you involved with some of this stuff." So <clears throat> he was one of he helped me as one of my stepping stones to get to where I I felt comfortable. And I mean, hey, and then you did that for me. So it's like that's with anything in life. There's always kind of somebody that helps you get there. Right. Exactly. That's what it's about. Hey, helping people. That's what everybody should help everyone else. Reach out. Just as a rule in life, not for line dancing only, just as a rule in life, right? Yeah. If you can reach out and lend a helping hand to somebody, do it. Um, One other thing, too, about you when it comes to to dancing is you're you're a choreographer. You've choreographed your own dances. Um, How many many dances have you choreographed now? Oh, gee. Off the top of my head, I'm gonna probably say like a dozen, mm. probably a dozen. <clears throat> and uh, speaking of Christopher, he's the one that got me started with that too. He says, "Oh, you ought to, you know." He uh, he he opened my eyes. And says, "You ought to consider it," mm-hmm. which I didn't really, you know. I, at that time, I hadn't really. I was just happy to be an instructor. I was happy just being there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, so yeah, so he gave me that train of thought. So I I did start writing some dances and uh, and some of them actually were popular. Some of them were played, you know, uh, not only done locally, but they were done in Florida, California. People saw them online and picked them up and started doing them. So that always makes you feel good as well. Oh yeah, and we get to see people doing the dance that you wrote on 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 video and doing it all over the place. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of your, your dances, you know, I call them the double D originals. <laughs> they are that. They are, they are my, they are my, my favorite ones. A lot of them to do, you know, because I think some people, when they think line dancing, they think, you know, sometimes slow, you know, real, you know, and we love our line dancing to our country music. Don't get it twisted. But I mean, one of the things that I think with a lot of your line dances is, you know, they're, they're two more faster-paced songs. Oh, yeah. Well, the the workout, I think, is part of that line dancing. You, you also can get some uh, 
health benefit out of that, dancing those dances. And yeah, slow dances are, you know, good, but something that gets your adrenaline flowing and your heart pumping, it's a lot better in my, in my opinion. I agree with you. And that, that's, that, 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 that makes it fun when that song comes on and, and it's a rocking song that, that really gets you fired up and, and gets you excited. Um, you know, tell the listeners, what are, what are some, uh, what are some songs that you've choreographed dances to and, uh, and share? Cause they probably have heard some of them. Okay. Uh, Cole Ford song, uh, Mr. Good Time. That's probably my all time favorite. As a matter of fact, a lot of people, when I choreographed that dance, it was so popular that it became a second nickname for me. People, I would go places and they'd say, "Hey, Mr. Goodtime," mm-hmm. but also uh, Cowboy Troy, "Drink, Drank, Drunk." I don't know if anybody's familiar with Cowboy Troy. Cowboy but, Troy. Uh, and then, uh, actually, my first dance ever was done to a non-country Don Henley. All she wants to do is dance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a few of them, anyway. Mm-hmm. Can't forget one of one of my favorite ones of yours. I love all those, but this is one of my favorite ones of yours that a lot of listeners have probably heard. You did a uh, dance to Sam. Uh, well, oh yeah, Sam Hunt House Sam Party. Hunt House Party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell the story about how that dance got its name. Okay. Yeah. So, in one of the lines in the store in the song, they talk about having a little soiree. So, when I submitted the line dance to be uh, listed, when I typed it up, it spell check changed it to a little square instead of a little soiree. And I had submitted it. I didn't see that the spell check did it. I submitted it, and I was like, oh, holy cow, that's wrong. But I just went with it. So I said, it'll be a story to tell sometime. At the time, I thought about it. So the dance is called a little square, but it was originally supposed to be a little soiree as per the line in the song but it was it was very popular they were doing it as a matter of fact speaking of that very song i know somebody that was in fort myers and they went to a line dance hall and they came back and they were very excited they said hey down in the it was a place called the ranch in fort myers they said they danced your song the house party they were so excited because they knew the dance so they were somewhere foreign and they had a dance that they knew, and they knew the choreographer, so they were excited. Yeah. It, it made them small town famous for a minute. Because <laughs> yeah, they were the new people, and they could go out on the floor and do the do the dance that they did there, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you got like your, you know, everybody has like their instructors that they, they follow the most, right, from their local area, right? Like right. obviously all of us, you know, we're, we're – we're 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 double D dancers, right? We've got shirts to say on it, and you know we followed you uh, primarily in in our area because we had you and uh, one. There was one other instructor, uh, my girl Laura Lynn. Shout out to her. I'm sure she's not listening, but <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to her. Actually, we had a lot. She li- she's living in North Carolina now, or she followed her daughter down there. So there you go. Really, Good here's for- an update for you. Good for her, Laura, Laura. We used to have a lot of fun dancing, dancing with her. And I, I tell you what, Laura Lynn, she kept that floor. Uh, if somebody was out of out of line, you know, or, or you know, they they started to dance the wrong way, she'd stop everybody. Right, nope, fix it. Go. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Do it or do it right or don't do it. Well, and there, there's times where you you almost appreciated that as a dancer because you'd have people that you know that knew the dance people that were trying to learn the dance it makes it a lot better for everybody to learn it the same because line dancing is such a pattern-based thing you know if if people are starting facing the wrong way and nobody stops them and and moves them then you can have a train wreck oh yeah for sure i and i've seen that for sure (laughs) there's there's always sometimes there's always some uh inebriated person that wants to get out there and just do it they don't realize what goes into it so Yep. It looks easy from the sidelines at times. <laughs> it, look, it looks easy from the sidelines and you jump out there and find out it's not. Or then there's some dances that look like uh, they're, they're really challenging. But once you kind of get the pattern down, it, it, the, it flows so nice that it, it's pretty easy to pick up and pretty easy to, to move through. Yeah, I like your terminology because I use that. 
I tell people, a lot of the new people, I say, really, they should call this pattern dancing because you learn the pattern of steps and you repeat that pattern. So it's, it's you got interesting terms there, common terms between the two of us. Yeah, well, I've learned it from you. Uh, <laughs> you know, because you get your pattern and then sometimes, you know, within that, the people will throw in different tags or, or variations to do things differently. Uh, yeah, make, to make it their own, but still the basic patterns there, yeah. yeah. You know, one of, one of our favorites that we would do, and, and maybe you know the exact name to it, the, the, the line dance to Indian Outlaw that we would do at Josie's West all the time. Is is there a special name for that specific dance? Oh, gee, let me see. It's actually called Exotic Cowboy. <laughs> Exotic Cowboy. Which you can see that now, thinking about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dropping down on the floor, doing all that flipping over, doing push-ups, standing yep, up again. Yeah, that's the exotic cowboy. The, the exotic cowboy, a.k.a., I can't believe I'm going to mention his name again, Ben Hall. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> ben Hall is the man. Uh, he, Andrew and I brought him up on the podcast, and I was talking with him. And I think he's going to gonna come on and do an episode, and we'll get him talking about line dancing and whatnot. But Ben Hall spent some time in those line dance halls. He's a double D dancer. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you said about how – and obviously, I, I know this because I've done it, but if like somebody's listening to this and they're, they're at home right now in this quarantine situation and they want to go online and they want to look up you know, some of your dances, where can they find your dances? Uh, if you go to Copper Knob, that website has my dances. You can list, You can look under choreography, uh, choreographers, I should say. All my choreography is listed under Duke Alexander. I mean, right, my name is Frank Alexander, but fam my family name is Duke, so I that's like my Mark uh, Twain pen name, whatever you want to call it, Duke Alexander. So if you if you go to Copper Knob and select Duke choreographers Duke Alexander, you'll find the list of my dances. And I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes to Copper Knob. I believe it's coppernob.uk. Yes, I'll yes, put a link it is. in there. And um, I'll actually go and I'll go to all your dances and put them in there. So if somebody wants to try uh, one of these dances that that you've choreographed, they can uh, they can do it. Um, I suggest King of Clubs. Hey, there you Good go. times. And what, what else? Kiss tomorrow goodbye. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember him better than me. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, can dance, I can dance him though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how line dancing is too. You saw certain songs come on, and you can remember. You might not have done it in a year, and you hear the music, and you can do the steps. That muscle memory really kicks in on some of them. So you just start you start flowing again. I, I was a little bit upset with myself. I, I have a a gym in, in my basement, and my fiance Katie and some of her friends were training down there. And you know, I I help coach them through everything and write their programming. And they like to listen to country music. And house party came on, and I started you know rolling with the with the steps. And all of a sudden, I got to the middle and went. I can't remember. I'm, I'm off. I messed it up. <laughs> yeah, it was too much pressure. You didn't. You wanted to do good in front of them all. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to the best of us, right? We get out there, get out there in the middle of the floor. They got it. Yep. You know, when you're yeah, when you're a, a young man right, or a young woman, and there might be somebody, uh, you know, across the bar or across the floor, I should say, that is, uh, you know, watching your moves and you're trying to show off a little bit, and then screw up <laughs> <laughs> yeah but at least you can just laugh and keep on going that's the biggest part of it hey we've done that so many times right that's for sure you know well you you're up there and you know i know you've done it i've done it you're an instructor and you're trying to teach the dance and then all of a sudden oh man then <laughs> you mess up oh so let me start over Oh, yeah, I've had that or sometimes i've had to actually put the music on and say okay and dance it and say okay yeah i know where i am now all of a sudden, you start to feel, okay, now I got it. Now let's go. <laughs> Did it many, many times. My, my crew at the VFW in North Carolina will attest to that. Uh, we 
there's sometimes yeah. where I mess it up and uh, we get going with that. Um, all right. So trying to think any, anything else you'd like to share any, any events coming up or any, any other things you'd like to uh, share with our audience here? Uh, event wise, really with the COVID thing going on, I'm not sure where I am. I know at the end of September, I'm supposed to do something on the, on the Hudson river on the Rip Van Winkle boat. That's the end of September. I'm hoping I can get to that. Just before I, I mentioned Mexico, just before I went to Mexico, I went up to the North country there, up to the Lake George area. And I had been invited by a radio DJ, Kevin Richards. And uh, he had a big line dance function going on there. And that was a multiple day event. And I participated in that. That was my last big thing. And then, and then I went on vacation and then the government put me on vacation. So I'm just waiting like everybody else to be released, release the hounds. Release the, and, and get back out there. And, I mean, and we had some fun on those trips that we went up to the Albany area. Oh, yeah. They're even, even at like the bowling alley, right? A lot yep. of, you know, a lot of places don't have dance clubs, but there's venues that you can go and still get some additional excitement. Yeah. If you, if you look, you can find, you can find things, you can find places. Like I hear out here in Michigan, they're in Marshall, Michigan. There's supposed to be some, you know, big line dance place. And I haven't, I haven't made it out there yet, but I hear that there's one, I hear rumors. Oh yeah. I'm sure there are more than one. But you find people doing it, you know, and, you know, like you said, in a bowling alley, like that bowling alley had a side room with a hardwood floor. And, and we went up, we went up there that night. I remember you saying, Oh, Hey, you want to go up to, want to go up to this new place? And, and uh, my guest instructor up there, I'm filling in for a guy. You want to come? And we jumped in your car and on a, I think it was a Thursday night or something. It was, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> <laughs> drove up there and, Met a bunch of people up there that you know still keeping keep in touch with a little bit, still still follow it and and have fun. And it was in a side room of a bowling alley, you know. That's right, but, but everybody had fun. Everybody had fun, and everybody uh, everybody cut it up and had a good time. Um, and now the the boats, you know, things. That's I think that's something cool that we could talk about that you do because you've done that multiple times. You know, where you go on a cruise, a boat type situation, and line dance while you're on the boat. Yeah. So that and that that kind of event is mostly uh, there's no real instruction that goes on. There's just a DJ and play music. It's for me. I usually run it as a full request type of line dancing. You request dances and I'll play the music, and you know I'll I'll judge the crowd and see who's doing what. I mean, my job in that situation is to keep everybody dancing and moving. So. But yeah, it's fun. And you go out for a couple of hours, scenic. You start out scenic because it starts it's still light out when you first leave. Mm-hmm. So scenic, you can see the views of the Hudson River. And then, but by the time we get back, it's just a dance-a-thon. The drinks have been flowing, the dancing is going, and uh, it's quite a lot of fun. Everybody leaves with a smile. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, I remember we went on, we went on a few of them together. We did the I never did the Rip Van Winkle with you, but we did the, the teal boat yep. in Kingston. That was fun. Where we got your ticket, and it, it was pretty pretty fun because you would go for you know go out on the boat, and part of your ticket that you paid not only was the boat ride, but then you went back to the uh, restaurant and had dinner. Yeah. And we had line dancing there. That was like the, the boat was kind of like the first stage of it. And then we used to go go over to what the, was was the steel house. Yeah, now uh, old Savannah. Yeah. Now there was another time uh, when we went up there. You mentioned Lake George, and we went up and danced with that crew up there in the Albany Capital Region area. Uh, shout out to Kevin Richards uh, and all those guys up there. We have a lot of fun with them. We went up and we we danced on a, a much larger boat that went out on Lake George. Yeah, that's correct. That that had a multiple event going on there. There was a band on one level of the floor for line dancers. We had line dance instruction and dancing on another tier. And then the top level was uh, mostly just for uh, scenic viewing for who, anybody that wanted to get some fresh air. So that was quite quite an event. Mm-hmm. For sure. That was a good time. For, uh. 
we went out we went out on that boat and, and danced danced the night away came back in and, and lake george new york for those that aren't, aren't around it's it's a very much a, a a tourist town people go there to to see the lake and go on out on the lake on on big steamboats and and this this boat that we were on was was one of those larger vessels that would go out there um on the lake and and we had some fun so um, you know, the, the, the moral of this whole thing is, you know, we've had, a, we've had a lot of fun doing this line dance and stuff, and it's probably not something that everybody thinks about as doing as an enjoyable time. But I mean, once you try it, it's kind of, you know, it's hard to not get hooked. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I had a friend that worked at IBM with me and I, and I always tell, tell people, yeah, to come out just to see it. I said, it, even if you don't dance, it has entertainment value to watch the others dance. So it's not just you don't have to feel on the hook to dance. But after that, they did come out that night, and afterwards they says, you know, it's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Some people have a certain mindset about it, and you get you got to break away from that. Open up your mind a little bit, go check it out, and see because you see that it's not exactly what you think it's going to be. There's not all country music. There's different. There's some music being played and everybody's still doing line dances to it. So it's a good experience if you're willing to open yourself up to it. Yeah. I mean, you tell people that you're doing line dances to uh, men in black, you know, the theme song from men in black. Um, what well, Baco per Baco, Jazze's funk. Yeah. That's a, that's an Italian song. That's yeah. right. Uh, uh, or, so they do uh, even the, uh, Pharrell Williams there, the happy song. Yep. Happy. Dance to that. I mean, you know, Bruno Mars we dance to. It's it's a wide open uh, as far as music goes. It's mm-hmm. definitely wide open. I remember when that when that blurred line song came out, Robin Thick, right? The blurred lines. That was a big dance song. Oh uh, yes, it was. So. so so yeah, I mean we have fun. We play all different kinds of music, uh, and and we enjoy it. And, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm thankful for Frank that, uh, you know, he got me involved and we just started by filling in for him, DJing at a local place. Next thing you know, he's asking me, Oh, you want to teach a dance? <laughs> then from there, now we're, then we went into, you know, him and I worked at a, at a place every week doing every Saturday night, Copperfields for a while there. We used to have a lot of fun there too. Oh yeah. Copperfields is a great venue. No doubt about it. Andrea and everybody down there, they, they, they did, they took care of us really well. And, you know, I miss, I miss those, I miss those Saturday nights down there, but Frank, uh, I won't keep you too much longer. Um, we've got a couple orders of business left though. Uh, we've talked about a bunch of different songs here uh, as we've gone through, but if you had to pick one song that really, you know, kind of fires you up, whether, you know, it's just, you hear it come on the radio or you're out dancing and you know, that song comes on and you get excited to go do that dance. Uh, what song would you, would you pick in that case? All right. I'm going to go with Cole Ford, Mr. Good Time. That that's the one that does it for me. Mr. Good Times. Same, same title of, the Mr. Good Times line dance, which is choreographed by our very own Double D Duke, Frank Alexander. So here on the show, we have our weight room song of the week. And, you know, each each guest that comes on gets to pick a song that fires them up. Uh, and this week's song will be Mr. Good Times by Colt Ford. And stay tuned for the end of the show. We'll play a small uh, sample of that song and we'll add that song to our Spotify playlist um, for this week's episode chosen by our guest Double D Duke Frank Alexander all right Frank so the only thing left is your social medias where where can people follow you can keep up with what you're doing um, on social media and all that all right yeah mostly it's a Facebook presence uh, it would be Double D DJ service on Facebook and also uh, Josie's West. I'm running that page, and I'll, I make everybody aware of what's going on there. And uh, my email is on there, so if anybody wanted to email me on the Double D page, they could do it from there. Double D Dancers at Yahoo. Okay. So you heard it, folks. Uh, you can follow Frank on Facebook at Double D DJ Service, uh, or you can follow the Josie's West page if you are there in New York or you're traveling through there. 
Um, again, if you're somebody that's not from our area and you're just having, a, you're traveling through uh, the New Paltz, New York area, go check out Joe's East West on a Friday night. Go see Frank. Tell him that you heard about him on the on the Iron Dread podcast, and uh, you'll have some fun. Uh, you'll have some fun for sure. And if you are in that area, once these things open back up, if you've never been out there to Joe's East West, go. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy yourself and. It's, uh, it's something that I miss very much being in Michigan now and not being able to go and see Frank and see all our line dance friends every Friday night and, uh, and have a good time. So, Frank, that's all I really have for you. I appreciate your time. Thank you for being on the show. All right. Thanks for having me. It was a, it's a, it was a pleasure. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Double D Duke Frank Alexander for stopping by, giving us his time and talking with us. Uh, again, it was great to get to catch up with him and talk with him. We are going to get to everyone's favorite segment of the Iron Dread podcast. And that is, of course, the Weight Room Song of the Week in just a few moments. Special for this week, this week's Weight Room Song of the Week is brought to you by Double D Productions, Double D DJ Service, Frank Alexander's DJ Business. Any listeners out there in the New York, Connecticut, New Jersey area, if you're looking for a quality DJ in that area, call Frank at Double D DJ Service. Find him on Facebook at Double D DJ Service. So we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and then we'll bring you this week's Weight Room Song of the Week, brought to you by Double D DJ Service. The Iron Dread Podcast is brought to you in part by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction, available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information. So crank it up! Put some of that party in my cup! Y'all, I'm dancing with a girl up on my flatbed. She hotter than a cherry on the Marlboro Red. Wow, we can't come, we can't get enough. So crank it Ah yes, it's time for your weight room song of the week chosen by this week's guest, Double D Duke Frank Alexander. And this weight room song of the week is brought to you by Frank and Double D DJ Service. Visit facebook.com slash double D DJ service if you're in the Hudson Valley, New York area or any of the surrounding areas. If you're looking for a quality DJ and or line dance instructor. This week's weight room song of the week chosen by Frank is one of our favorites. The man, the myth, the legend, the 300 pound rapping celebration of country music. Mr. Colt Ford and his song, Mr. Good Time. This song here was one of the songs that Frank has choreographed a dance to. Let's take a listen to the song, and then we're going to talk about our Mr. Good Time Challenge. Crank it up. I got two shot glasses and a bottle of tequila with nothing but time on my hands. I got my boots on top and some money for the jukebox So tell me if you're ready to dance I said, hey, good-looking, what's on your mind? Is there something that I can help you find? She said, I'm looking for a man for me and my kids I said, honey, he ain't here, but a good time is She smiled and asked me if I could show her one I said, take my hand, darling, let's start the fun Asked her her name and she asked me mine. I said, honey, they call me Mr. Good Time. I got two shot glasses and a bottle of tequila with nothing but time on my head. I got my boots on tight and some money for the jukebox. So tell me if you're ready to dance. I got a four wheel drive. 
There you have it, folks. Colt Ford's Mr. Good Time, chosen by our special guest this week, Mr. Double D Duke, Frank Alexander, and brought to you special this week from Double D DJ Service, Double D Productions, and Duke Alexander. So go remember, if you want to keep track of that song and get to listen to that song in its entirety, just visit our Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist on Spotify. Give it a follow, and each and every week, you'll be able to hear the new songs that we play samples of for you here on the show in their entirety. So, the next thing we have for you is the Mr. Good Time Challenge. Mr. Good Time, as we've said, is probably the most popular dance choreographed by our special guest, Mr. Frank Alexander. In this challenge, everybody's doing all these TikTok dance challenges. Well, we're going to come up with our own here, and it's this Mr. Good Time Challenge. Go into the show notes. You'll find a link for the step sheet with instructional videos and teaching lessons for Mr. Good Time. Learn the dance. Take a quick video of yourself executing the pattern and having fun enjoying the dance. Post it on your social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, tag Iron Dread underscore SC on Instagram or Twitter, Iron Dread SC on Facebook. Use the hashtag ID Podcast and hashtag Mr. Good Time Challenge and have some fun with the dance. Spent a lot of time doing this one back in the day. And it brings back a lot of good memories. So I hope you all participate in the Mr. Good Time Challenge and have some fun with Double D Duke and Double D GJ service. Also in the show notes, you can find a link for every dance that Double D Duke has choreographed right there for you to learn more of his dances and maybe get yourself more into the hobby of line dancing. So folks, look forward to seeing your Mr. Good Time Challenge videos. Other than that, we don't have much more for this week's show. We'll wind things down. We'll be back next week for episode number 32. Until next time, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. Around here, we're on a quest to become dread stronger. I'm Chris Whitaker, at Coach underscore Whitaker. On Twitter, at Coach underscore Whitaker 66. Remember, you could always follow everything going on with Iron Dread SC at Iron Dread underscore SC on Instagram and Twitter and Iron Dread SC on Facebook. And we'll talk with you next week right here, same time, same place, every Wednesday on your Iron Dread podcast. <laughs>